Everybody, Raylan Casper White here with another festive episode of X-Ray. I was on a very long hiatus uh, dealing with some personal shit, trying to get laid, lose some weight, mm-hmm. but I am back uh, and I'm in a, back in a festive way. I'm very excited. I've been trying to connect with um, Is it? I don't want to say Chemda because you're going to kill me because you're, you're Mediterranean. Say it for me, honey. Hemda. Hemda. Yes, the CH a- is a letter that doesn't exist in the English language. Right. So if it's difficult, uh, Hemda is fine. Hemda. Uh, I can do Hemda. Guttural. You Hemda. can? Hemda. Oh, Hemda. fantastic. I love it. Yes. God. Yeah. Guttural, you know, the guttural sounds are so sexual. I feel like people are missing out. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I've never heard that guttural sounds are sexual, but uh, hi, nice to see you. Yeah, no, I feel yeah. and I, I find you very attractive. Keith, I'll get to you in a minute. You're a very handsome fellow, but Bless with Hemda, I feel <laughs> like, I mean, it's just you're you're oozing sensuality and I'm loving <laughs> the hair and I don't mean to objectify you because but I can do that because we're all we're all friends here. Correct. You guys sure, can't yes. see this woman. She's stunning. Stunning. And you have <laughs> beautiful you. wood panel. Are you in a closet? Is that what's happening? I am. Yes. It's a great. New you're York in the City. closet sensual. You see what I'm saying? This is it's one of the, the whole package. This is one of the biggest rooms here. It's <laughs> Does it double as the kitchenette in the bathroom. It, it is the only space that you can't hear the train from my there apartment. There you go. Yeah. You can hear it. Keith, you um, you're delightful. First of all, I love both Thank of you. you. I'm very excited to have you. Here. Well, now I don't believe you that you think I'm pretty because he's not delightful. Is yeah, that I the? Say, is that... Well, I said delightful. That refers more to a personality thing. I'm just kidding, Keith. I'm kidding. You. Everybody has their own attraction. Um, what? Now, did you guys ever? Uh, uh, do you guys ever date? Like, because obviously Keith and the girls. So, okay, let me let me back up because I'm so overwhelmed with questions. Keith and the girls. The name of your podcast. Now, whose idea was it just calling you the girl? Did you not want people to deal with the Hemda Hemda? Where did the idea come from for the for the title? It was part of that. I didn't I didn't want to hear my name back at me wrong in several different ways. The girl is a lot easier. Also, before we started, Keith had an unofficial blog where he would talk very openly about his life. And this is before people really were opening up that hardcore. It was a little uh too much for me to share. So I asked him to just write my name as the girl. So when we started the podcast, it actually was Keith's endeavor. He asked me to be the co-host. Oh, wow. Okay. And and I said, I'm not sure that I would be able to be as open as you. So let's just call it Keith and the girl. And I'll I'll do for you what you need as a co-host. And it just kind of became its own thing. So you do you wanted to stay anonymous in a way? You didn't want in to, a way okay. I, I wasn't I wasn't uh, delusional. I understand that whatever right. happens on the Internet, you're never going to be anonymous. But I enjoyed the if you really want to know who I am, you can take the extra step. Otherwise, I could just be the girl to you. I love that. It's very, uh, very not vain in a, in a festive way. I love that. And Keith, you become front and center. I just didn't know if it was like sex. Do you ever people go, is it sexist going Keith and the girl, Keith sure. and the chick, Keith and the babe? You know what I mean? Yeah, I I remember fairly recently, fairly recently, somebody said to Henda, like, you know, it it is uh, that it is sexist and they should at least call it Keith and the pretty girl. Exactly. Like, all right. I think you're missing the point, but all right. 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 I also think you um, you, you have to mind wagging your finger at someone because you're telling me that I am not uh, capable of of 
uh, titling my own show. You're assuming that he did this to me and that's you're right. not getting the information. So that's true. Is there a question? I missed it. Sorry. No, no. I, I'm just going to ask how you guys met. But I, one last note on that. You're right. And I also think that it's it's smart marketing because it's like, who's the girl? You know, it actually makes me more intrigued to find out more about you and troll you and stalk you and look for what I'm just saying, <laughs> put it out there. But I haven't. But I did. But I, I didn't. But I did look you up a lot. I feel safe. You should feel safe. You're in a closet. I mean, my God, it's more <laughs> safe than that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, okay, now I'm going to go to how did you guys meet? And um, wh wh were you all were you both single at the time? Or were you take? was there ever any sexual tension? Or did you guys just morph into friends and you've been like buddy-buddy ever since? Keith, why don't I start uh, with you? And then I can get Hemda's version. We met, it'd be funny if it's totally different. We met at a, uh, like an open mic freak show where for six or eight minutes, you went on stage and uh, you literally did whatever you want. Some people did stand up the way stand ups take over everything. But there's musicians, there's uh, artists. And when I say artists with an E, uh, one woman, for example, um, for her art piece, put an egg in her pussy and then okay. was going to uh, lay it like a chicken. Mm -hmm. And then she didn't realize she has to hard boil it because oh, it broke inside and then dripped down all over and then you know, she that was a trip to the hospital. Yeah. yeah, but she came back the next week and, and did it, uh, did it the proper did it the right way. way. So that was exciting okay. to see. Easter yeah. eggs. Did she do something for Easter, too? Was there like an Easter theme? Well, I don't think this was religious. <laughs> I think it was it, it was maybe a new religion, your own personal yeah, Jesus. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, I went to a, just a quick segue there. I went to mm -hmm. Bangkok and went to one of those sex shows. You know, they they're really well versed with their vaginal skills there and they smoke cigarettes out of their punani and they mm. shoot arrows and they pop balloons. And I wanted a front row seat. I wanted to learn. Yeah, I want to learn skills. Like if you're going to be at these shows, you might as well garner a good skill set. And I sat in the front row. I was the only one in the front row. Um, and she put a banana. She <laughs> That's peeled the a banana. splash zone. Did they give that, you well, like they a did not let me something? know that there was no tarp, no tarp. <laughs> That's where we're going with this panda and put a banana in. And she looked at me and smiled. And I was like, wow, we have a connection. Do you know what I mean? Like we're connecting right now. And she shot the banana out at about 100 miles an hour into my face. And this oh. was like banana smoothie. I mean, this was not fun. I ended up going to the That's ER. Bananas. I got so freaked out. <laughs> freaked out and went to get an AIDS test because I don't know what, you know what I mean? I don't know what's going to mm -hmm. happen with a vaginal banana shot at me. So anyway, I feel your pain. Okay. Sorry. I just wanted to say that. Wow. How many of us can say we got a, a banana shot at us and not and like be literal about it and be literal and be literal. Yeah, I tried it at home life. and mine just oozed out. I don't have the Kegel muscles, so I put a banana in his with like nothing. Happened. Everyone, you know, everyone has to have a job and uh, has a skill. We're born with a. Uh, that's art true. form. And maybe that's just not your art form. You're right. Maybe my that's interesting. It's so literal now. Normally, it's a turn of phrase having a yeah, banana yeah, shot at yeah. you. But uh, here it literally happened to All right, her. So you met at the uh, the egg white uh, open mic. <laughs> yes. And, OK. And you, you bonded over the horror or what? Uh, I think so. Kendall, what would you say? Yeah, I, in a way. Yes, I bonded with that place over the horror because um, it 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 what Keith calls it a freak show. And it it's I don't want to argue that. What I want to say is if they were freaks, I realized, oh, my goodness, I'm a freak, too. I feel very comfortable in the space with weird things happening, unusual things happening at, that became normalized, like anything can happen on this stage. And they meant it. Oh, somebody's singing good. a song and all of a sudden they're naked. I'm like, what a fucking surprise. <laughs> now, what uh, what bar was this at? What place was this at? 
This is a place called Surf Reality, which is now a hot yoga place. I remember Surf Reality. I remember I, when I was in New York, when they had the piano store and Collective Unconscious. Remember all that on Ludlow? Mm-hmm. They had all oh, those yeah. cool spots. And then they became like hotels and people from Ohio coming to. It was just, yeah, it lost its flavor. So Surf Reality, of course. I don't know that place. Right. Remind yeah. me where you're from, Ray. I'm from all over. I'm kind of a nomad. Uh, right. I've been so I was born in a trailer park. And um, and my mama, uh, I say rest her soul, but she's alive. I just can't fucking stand her. But she went right. seeking my dad in Appalachia and she drove out there. It's kind of a mess, but I lived all over. I lived in Asheville. I lived in Oklahoma. I lived in in Mississippi for a while. I went to Boca just because I wanted to meet old Jews. I wanted to see, you know what I mean? Everybody talks about mm-hmm. old Jews and I wanted to go to the source. So I went there. I had my first like, like it's safari. Yeah, well, no, but I don't mean that in an anti-Semitic way. I mean that in a in a festive well, well, we don't I mean, mean to intrude on the animals, but we are. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to see if uh, like, did you have country sensibilities, for lack of a better word? And when you come to when you did visit New York and surf reality, did that blow your mind? Because it did me. It did blow my mind. I I'm one of those people that likes to boast that I've been in New York in the 70s and the 80s. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Every 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 few years I pop over and now I can't relate to the city and it's very hard for me to relate to the city anymore. Um, I feel like it's lost right. its soul. I don't know if you guys feel that way. I mean, you guys are still there, but are you a little bit of like the curmudgeonly, like back in the day, we, you know, that kind of thing? Well, I don't remember the 70s uh, okay. in New York City. I'm not sure your age. You look exactly. older than you than you look, Keith. I thought you were. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm um, what was the question? Do you feel that way? Do you guys walk around New York going, oh, I remember when and I remember when Ludlow wasn't a bunch of hotels. I, rem- and- I came here in 96. I remember it was scary. And uh, for, for that Hell's Kitchen got uh, cleaned up. Thank goodness. Uh, no, I don't. I don't really. I don't. I, w- I would have been too late for CBGBs, that kind of thing. So okay. whatever. Okay. I grew up you? here and and there is. There's a huge difference, but I think we can walk around all of Earth and say this used to be like this and that used to be like that. And I I think if we don't embrace the changes, then, you know, it is it's getting harder and harder to live here. But I feel like everyone has always said that Um, all the situations are going up. Uh, It feels like they're pushing out artists a lot of times, but uh, it, it doesn't mean I can't nostalgically remember and still find a new experience and let young people dictate what's happening now, because that's what I got to do growing up here. That's a and very now you mature just, outlook. I like and you can Look how go- mature she is. Wow. Right. And that place now that that place is closed, but now I can just Google, you know, uh, draw penises out of period blood. You know, I could just type that in. Now. Wow, so, where did that come uh, from, Keith? That was a little Freudian slip. There's that some of your favorite pastimes is drawn. That's what that. that that's the stuff we would see at Surf Reality. Oh, yeah. OK. I just thought the eggs, yeah. the eggs seemed innocent compared to that. Wow. Was there any fecal <laughs> matter involved? Any acts involving fecal matter? Yes. Yes. Somebody gave uh, their friend an enema on stage and um, uh, allowed her to poop into a, a thing that she had ready for. her. Well, that's nice. Uh, though, was... I've been constipated and I got to tell you, enemas <laughs> saved my life a few times. So that's a nice gesture. You're being of service. They were good friends. Yeah. yeah. You're being of they... service when you're doing that. It's also oh. the only time she could shit because she gets those uh, nervous diarrhea shits when she's on stage, <laughs> oh, this Jesus. woman. And uh, it's convenient. Yeah. you might as well do it on stage yeah. and legitimize it. OK, so you met at Surf Reality. Was there a connection? Was there did you guys date? Like what happened there? What happened unfortunately, there? yes, we did. <laughs> you dated. OK, for how long did that last before you were like, let's just be friends? 
longer than we were supposed to. We both agree. Uh, but we, we started the podcast. We were still dating. Ah, okay, and okay. yeah, we broke up. And an hour later, we were live. We were recording our show live. <laughs> and uh, it's I we joke, but it's true. The podcast kept us together longer than we were supposed to be, because for one hour a day, we were laughing with each other. Yes. Anding each other. And uh, that that exercise makes you forget, like we don't get along the under 24 under hours other circumstances, of the day. Right. Yeah. I, under, you know, maybe you force uh, a couple to um, speak while listening. You know, I right, had to right. listen to him. I had to respond appropriately. I had to find ent- entertainment in the things that he was saying. And I genuinely think he's funny and entertaining so that, uh, you know, it's like, why would we break up? But we needed to. You needed to. How do you, Keith? Do you agree with that, or was does, is him no. only now discovering that you wanted to stay together and you're still bitter? <laughs> this is uh, this is news to me. I yeah. thought we were a couple. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, of course, yeah, okay. yeah. That's uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a true story, and I. Cooperate. But it was amicable. You ended up where there was no tension after that. You kind of morphed into the... there's there's tension because yeah. it's weird, but okay, we, for a we were bit. pretty. We we're, we're pretty proud. We were pretty profesh. Okay, you're profesh. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And now, now I know you're younger than I thought. Um, <laughs> now, are you guys in relationships now? What's what's your status here, folks? Yep, yes. we're both in some pretty long term relationships. How long for you, Keith? At least three years, right? three and a half, I believe. Yeah. And is yeah. Uh, is she he, she he uh, an artist? Uh, she, my uh, girlfriend, uh, Kyle Ocasio, she's a comic. She's a comic. I love that. Yeah. OK, how about yeah. you, Camda? My boyfriend is more of behind the scenes and tech, and he works with us as director of operations. Oh, look at that. Look at that. I love that. Okay. <laughs> Do you ever boss him around? Is there any emasculation going on or? Uh, it, I think we we tend to boss each other around, but not okay. sexually. I don't think we're into that. The master servant. I was never into that. Yeah. either. I just I, you know, not and I'm really. not into the. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, are you a big talker in the sack? Panda? Not me. Mm-mm. No, okay. it's too much to come up with so much to say. It's, uh, yeah. you know, let's let's feel our way around. I try to because I think it does help. And it's, it, you know, it's always useful to be vocal about things, but I have to really try. Do you ever uh, joke around during during sex or is that you're like, this is no time for humor. We got to keep it serious. <laughs> <laughs> if something's funny, I'll laugh. But let's not try your type five on my type five. OK. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Keith? Are you like a little jokester in bed? Make I wouldn't say jokester. I, I do like dirty talk a lot. Oh, you do. OK, yeah, it's a I'm skill a set, too. I mean, people that aren't good at it and try and do it, it can get awkward real fast. I, th- I right? feel like, and I could be wrong. I, I feel like you just have to be confident. Yeah. And I feel like it's kind of easy to do if you're confident enough to take your dick out. Yeah, but you found that letter from your dad to your mom. He was pretty confident saying, I want to put my penis in your warm, most moist vagina. Sometimes mm-hmm. you shouldn't be confident. OK, let's take my... this back a bit. Let's rewind What's just, up? To, just to beat there. Uh, OK, I heard dad and, and wet vagina. So let's and this is something that's familiar in my world. So tell me uh, what's going on. What how did you. OK, just break it down. For I was a kid. Start. You were a kid. I was a kid and I'm going through my parents drawers like an asshole and I saw a note in there saying I long to put my hard something hard penis. I don't know if it's long or not. Throbbing. Uh, in, I feel like it was throbbing. That's just my wasn't my throbbing would have been next level for him. But uh, he did talk about my mom's warm, moist vagina. And that was a lesson not to look through people's shit. 
And it was, I, <laughs> I love that he wrote day, her letters and, I, and that's probably where you get genetically your, your, your pension for dirty talk. I'm sure that you can credit your dad. Right. That, Cause I don't, he I would like that. Granted. Yeah. Give him, tell him, <laughs> let him know that dad. I love you. And thank you for endowing me with that skill set. <laughs> um, but what did I hear about? So you told me earlier before we started something about your dad and flirting with your girl, like taking this to the, to another more disturbing level. Well, my dad likes warm, moist vaginas right. and my ex-wife had one and, okay. uh, we we got divorced. How long uh, was this? Uh, uh, what, like five, five years now, six. Okay. Maybe? Okay. So, okay. Um, and two years. So two years after the divorce, my dad wrote her on my birthday and said, hey, whatever happened to uh, to you and Keith not working out? Do you mind me asking your former father in law, Mike Malley? And so she g- said to me, what is what fucking weird shit is this? Right. Yeah. So she texted uh, you immediately. She was smart. Yeah. She's like, can I get you out of my fucking life? It's been. And so then uh, I said, OK, could I act like I'm you right back and see what see what he says? And I I figured it'll take two, two seconds. Uh, you were asking for trauma. OK, go and ahead. <laughs> I thought it'd be simple. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Dad, you asshole, it's me. And, you know, that, that'd be the end of it. Well, I, as my ex, wrote back saying, hey, you know what? I think I am going to share what happened. Uh, Can you keep a secret? Oh, God. So now he's only talking to me. My ex has nothing to do with it. And uh, he said, oh, yes, I keep secrets very well. And it was a full year long saga of me rating him as my ex. And it got uh, very, very sexual. He started what kind hitting of disturbing on disturbing thrill. Did you get from from constantly reiterating to yourself that your dad's a sick man? Can I can I, was, I say by watching this, I can see that Keith for for the most. It, this was the most he ever got to know his dad ever in this. Well, that's one touching year. in a way. That's too, what then. I was watching. That's touching. Don't, don't make it. Don't make well, it gross. He was touching. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, yeah, I did. Uh, you just I, I, I every so often I'd be like, all right, I'm just going to end it. And then he found a way to say something creepy again and uh. disgusting, whether it's putting me down to her or it's flat out, you know, sexual to her. And then I'm like, OK, I'm, I'm going to keep going. Next thing you know, wow. time flies. And I told him I ended up telling him what was that the, it was the breaking me. point. What took were you like? Were you like sobbing at home and going, why am I doing this? What's wrong with me? I think I kept pushing and pushing it until finally he said, oh, I think maybe we have to. I think she was trying to meet him, this kind of thing. OK, I, something something got too much. It's like, I think maybe we have to, you know, knock. Oh, I then I started rating him as me. So he's getting a little nervous. And then uh, he said, maybe we should uh, maybe we should hold off for a second. And then I wrote very good, dad. It's from her fake email. Very good, dad. It's uh, it's me. Congrats. And then he starts defending it, saying oh. there's stuff I don't know that he said to her, you know, or she said to him. And I'm like, asshole, I wrote it. All. I was her. I know everything because yeah. I was all of it. He's like, no, there's things you don't know. I'm like, weirdo. Well, God what damn it. Do so now we don't know. talk at all. But the entire saga is at Keith and the girl dot com slash dad. <laughs> there you go. Dad, what? D.A.D. Oh, just, just spelling it out. OK, yeah. OK. Um, that's fucked up there. There was a. Uh, you ever guys you ever hear of the uh, Nigerian spam scam scam? I, I think know that's, 
the show. I know of the scam. I I, I do know that uh, my dad almost fell for it and my mom. Uh, no, no, no. This is, I'm um, taking the checkbook, but no, I don't know. My this. friend Dean, I forgot his last name. She's obviously my good friend. My friend <laughs> Dean uh, was uh, someone you know, Nigerian tried to scam him and he catfished him for a year as all these different people and characters. And the Nigerian guy ended up sending him money like right. and he, he recorded the whole thing. You got to listen to he did a one man show about it. Um, this all was right. like oh, wow. 15 years ago. So you should you should look it up. Nigerian spam, scam, scam. OK, like that. uh, but That's all funny. the recordings, they recorded like phone calls and he pretended to be like an old Jewish lady with a pet right. parrot. And the guy was buying everything. I mean, really, it was kind of amazing. It's sad, right, though. At the end of the day, it's sad because you end up feeling bad for these people. You know, when you get to the point where you want to scam some like some sad there. You know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Fuck them. Okay, uh, fair enough. It, and, and they make it easy for you not to feel bad, too. You know, I, I get these calls like anybody else about car insurance for a car that I, I never had or, right, you know, right, right. You know, this kind of thing. And and so I'm like, hey, how's it going? And they're like, well, what's your car? I'm like, well, you got over there, Bob, for my car. Come on, tell me, Bob. He's like, well, you tell me the car. I'm like, oh, OK, it's a you know, and I make up a car. He's like, oh, OK, uh, how many miles are on it? I go. Uh, 68 million, Bob. He's like 68 million. I'm like, that sounds high, doesn't it? Until finally he realizes I'm just fucking with him. And right. then he's go, oh, fuck you. Like I ruined his day. Like you ruined it. Yeah. No. I'm yeah. So you. never have I gotten off of one of these scammers okay, being like, fair enough. I'm but still waiting they to have get to the make money a living to me. I'm the waiting for the nine million inheritance to be transferred. Right. I'm waiting. Now, I'm even waiting. my dad made it impossible to feel bad for a second. It, you know, yeah, it just no, kept just getting weirder and weirder. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a fucked up relationship when you were a kid? Uh, in that. Uh, he I realized that he was always a fake, weird exaggerator, uh, always, uh, you know, he'd say he was a magician that went uh, all over the world, uh, performing coast to coast, border to border, he loved to say. And then I find out that it's simply not true. Uh, anything he said, he, I took karate in school. He said he was a black belt. Never had. Oh, wow. Uh, just a bunch of weird. Yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah. Uh, so there was no respect there. I remember when that TV show came out, Succession. Uh, everybody loved it and I, I hated it. And I realized why it's because in succession, they respected the dad. Uh, my dad did nothing with his life and I have no respect, so I couldn't understand the show. And your like, mom uh, enabled this stuff or was she just a kind of quiet she's busy. housewife or she was just doing her own? Yeah, shit? she's busy with five kids, you know, five and she kids. ended up. Yeah, Ca Irish Catholic. Is that what I'm looking at here? Uh, Catholic, not Irish. But okay. Yeah. OK, what is Mally? What is that? Uh, well, I don't know. It's Ashkenazi Jew, isn't it? It is. Well, I know nothing about the past. My dad, my parents didn't have friends necessarily. Uh, I did know extended family. There's a bunch of weird shit that I think everything always comes out. So I'm going to find out. OK, but there's something weird that they that they and me were so isolated. I, I think my dad was running from some scams. Okay, I believe created. it. That's Sounds a little borderline. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not a diagnoser, but there's right. stuff in there. Hemda, more uh, more functional childhood there or your dad also hitting on your boyfriend. What's going on? <laughs> I don't, I, we've tried to do competitions on um, a less functional uh, family than Keith. And I don't know, maybe maybe some people came close, but it's hard to compete with Keith. So uh yeah, think, people are like, oh, my my dad killed my uh, brother, but at least I know where I stand with him. Right. <laughs> right. At know. least we talk. <laughs> there's no there's no questions. Yeah. What? That brought us closer. 
Right. right. So yeah. So Kim, tell me what your your parents are Israeli. My mother is Israeli from an Iraqi background, and my father was born and raised in Iran. When he moved to Israel, they met, and then after they had three kids, they moved us to the United States. Uh, so I have like that regular um, immigrant and Middle Eastern, which is old fashioned, right? Uh, you know, sexist, that kind of thing. I have sure. that that version of oppression. Uh, but, you know, like, can I complain that much? Not really. We were always fed. Um, eventually you grew up I had in what my borough? Own. What borough did you in grow Queens. up in? Queens. In Queens. Okay. I loved that my family moved to New York. I'm so grateful about that. They were deciding between L.A. and New York. But I would I had weird shit like, you know, I had two brothers. My younger brother would be treated with more um, uh, with, with less. Uh, a, a, a t- keeping him down. <laughs> Condescension. Uh, he'd be he'd be allowed to do more than Got what it. I would. Even though I was, yeah, more okay. freedom. And uh, they they just treat females different in a Middle Eastern home. It's so strange because you're required to be very strong and um, eventually, right. you know, kind of run a household. But uh, they claim to treat you like a Fabergé egg. But really, in that, they're telling you not to do things. Well, so men are the just... real pussies. No offense, Keith, but it's always sure right. women are stronger and given birth and the men sit and whine when they have a cold. I mean, that's a known fact, right? Right. Um, I mean, well, you know, I mean, uh, our vaginas are on the outside of our bodies. So exactly. It's very fragile exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah, that's I true. You. That's no, you know what? You're right. We're all protected on the inside. Yeast infections and bleeding. From our, OK, anyway, so uh, you grew up in that home. I mean, but, that that ahead. being said, I don't speak to them now. We don't speak to each other. We haven't in years. And it's just uh, just because I can't do anything right. And it, that just got a little tiring. So I would go visit them. And for some reason, as an, a grown adult, I'm crying over who I am and what I'm doing, you know, and it's just everything is a uh, whore like everything is right, um, right. disrespecting the family. So they don't really know what I do for a living. They don't really know. They didn't come to my wedding because it was a queer um, uh, marriage. Um, and it just is, there's nothing that I am that they wanted their female to be. So uh, it it got too hard. Did any of did you ever feel like um, sometimes your life decisions were just out of rebellion and not inauthentic? Or did you have a good core self and you're like, no, this is what I want to do and I'm going to do it regardless? Like, was it ever confused in that way? I think it's it has to be from column A and B, because it it can't be that all the choices that I made as a teenager and, you know, early 20s. Yeah, that's got to be some kind of like, well, it's the opposite of what my parents do. And some of it ended up being exactly what they do in a, in just a different way. Um, I check on myself because I know that that could happen. You know, the, the typical like trying to rebel against your parents and then. Right. Uh, but did I marry the wrong person? Yes. Was that against my parents? I don't think so. Is it everything is a result of your history, but um, it just was the next step in my life. So I, I'd like to think that I don't do that. And they're less on my mind than they used to be with that guilt where, you know, you always right. feel, what, I feel like what would my parents are say? wired, man? I mean, you know, what scares me sometimes I was just talking about, I had a, interviewed a director today and I've, I've met people in their nineties that are still dealing with mommy and daddy issues. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that shit ever goes away and it's frustrating because you feel like you're infantilizing yourself. Like I still have stuff I haven't been able to work through. And I'm like, am I still in deal with this shit that I dealt with when I was nine? And 10, like how many, when, when is that going to go away? And I'm like, maybe it's not going to go away. It's just so hardwired. And once, you know, they're gone, their voice is still there. So you're like, okay, I guess their voice is always going to be there. I'm just going to try and block it out as much as possible, but it's still going to, you know, pop up. 
I think I'm, it is I'm like that. Yeah, I'm definitely blessed in that. Uh, my dad fixed that for me. So, yeah, well, good, good, good. You're all cured. Yeah. Um, no, look, some people are great at healing, but I think that's the frustrating part where I feel like, wow, I'm, am I still a kid? But I do think we all have our childhood issues till, you know what I mean? I think I think, I think part of that shit. is part of that is differentiating the voices in your head. You're going to be talking to yourself. You're going to have voices in your head yeah. telling you what to do. If you can say, oh, I recognize that that's my mother's voice. Do I have another opinion here and sort of give room for that right. other voice to come in? That's an exercise. I think so. I think it's tapping into intuition, which I think can get cloudy, especially when you come up from a fucked up background. You know what I mean? Where you were never taught to trust your intuition. A lot of kids that had supportive families, you know, you do what you feel is right and you go with your gut and you follow your passion, you know, but when you have the opposite, it's hard to take the, you know, parse it out and say, is but in what a I sense, really you want? are, what do I want? In a sense, you are going with your intuition. It was your intuition to stay quiet in a house where if you're allowed, you're going to get beat. 100%. But that now changes. If you're quiet now, you won't get the things that you want. So transitioning between what you needed then and what you need now is very, very difficult. I think so. And I think the people that come through it and I'd always applaud. I think, you know, I think it's rare that artists and comics or ever, ever get full support right off the bat. For sure. I always think it's an act of bravery in a way. Uh, you know, sometimes you have kids that sure, whatever, you know, and they can also financially afford to coast and do whatever, but I, maybe this generation today, because it's also seen as more of a legitimate career or lucrative. You got all these YouTube influencers when they're like 10 years old, maybe right. they're having easier, you know, maybe the parents are more encouraging. It's not seen as so much taboo as it was with our parents, but well, maybe know. we always feel that way about the next generation coming up. Maybe, maybe it's supposed to be that way because we made it that way and it should be easier. Well, with, yeah, maybe, I don't know. I wish I could be better at Twitter. That's all I care about. So. <laughs> I, I, I'm suck and I just got a uh, cancer. That's a children are for. Get your child. To yeah, do it. yeah, no, he's no, he's, I'm trying to keep him away. All he wants to play is Minecraft. Um, so what you guys see uh, besides the podcast, you guys have other obviously you have other things you're working on and, and doing. Tell me a little bit about that. And do you see the podcast continuing until the end of time? Do you ever have these tough <laughs> conversations where you're like, do we do we part ways? Do we move on to the next thing or that doesn't come up or, did you, you know, what? Tell me about that a little bit. Keith, you want to kick it off? Uh, it, it doesn't come up in that. Uh, yeah, we're we love doing this. Great. Uh, love it. We'll be doing it for a while. Um, yeah, that's it's that. not. And it's not just the greatest. Like, isn't it cool that we like what we do? You're going to have to do something. What are we going to do? Quit this job to get a job? I don't never, you know, never. That's insanity. <laughs> what are we? We're going to have to go to work to make money. So this is a pretty good job. We're gonna. I think it's an amazing it. job because, a, you know, and people that like to talk, they get to talk with other people they like to talk to and share their thoughts and have a good listenership. I mean, I think you guys were definitely pioneers when I launched my podcast. It was already the Wild West and it's challenging <laughs> getting a, a listenership. You know what I mean? And I'm not good with the whole like sponsor. You know, it's like and you get lost in the shuffle and how do you promote? And I'm not good at self-promotion. I always feel a little ashamed. That's my issue. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's I'm also an, that's another reason we also like a name like Keith and the girl where we we are a little embarrassed by self-promotion. And there's an amazing singer. Uh, I do a stand up show literally once a year. But even to like promote those felt odd to us. Right. Unless we're promoting the other person's thing. And then to say Keith and the girl, it's almost its own thing. And we're not embarrassed to do that. 
I like that. Well, that's, yeah, no, I get that. That's when you also morph into alter egos and personas. I wouldn't know about that. Right. Um, <laughs> Amda, are you, were you willing to sing for, for, for me a little bit? Are you willing to uh, do that? That's so weird over Zoom and it, it's it? very likely to cut off. And uh, oh, um, there's, there's stuff out there. Like, okay. If you, you just give Chemda me like a and... B or an A? Uh, just give me, give me, give me a note. Uh, Thank you so much. That's all I want. Holy Beautiful. cow. She still has angelic. it. She still has it's it. It's angelic. What kind oh, of style? A... What is your style? Is it folky? What is it? Ooh, and I'm feeling good. Oh, I love it. I love it. Amazing. Yeah, she's uh, she's fantastic. Uh, you know, she'll she'll do Aretha Franklin and you wouldn't think she's doing Aretha an injustice. It's fantastic. I love it. And that was Nina Simone, right? Am I mistaken? Mm-hmm. No, you got. Yeah, I I'm love just, Nina uh, just and I love yeah. Sarah Vaughn. Do you like Sarah Vaughn? Mm. I don't know that much about Sarah Vaughn. I like her, too. I like her voice, too. Did you see that movie? What was the movie about Aretha? Was it Respect? Did you see I it? I didn't I see have... it yet. Not but yet. I will. Yeah, I'm usually about 10, maybe 20 years behind. So we can talk about it pretty soon. <laughs> My girlfriend says no she spoilers. wants to see it. And then I just have to wait until she forgets. And then I'll see there you go. Well, I think you can watch it on Netflix and just zone out. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Have you binged on anything noteworthy recently? I'm now watching uh, what we do in the shadows, the TV show. OK, I love the movie. So I'm okay. into I'm binging on that. And it's good. Was, it's as funny as the movie. The movie was quirky. I kind of liked the it. movie. I thought the movie was brilliant. Uh, so far, I'm only like five or six episodes in the joke. The point of the jokes they're making are the same ones in the movie. So I'm okay. waiting I for I want some new stuff. Yeah, OK, mm-hmm. I hear you. Pam, how about you? Uh, during the day, I'm always binging one of three shows while I'm working okay. because I know them basically by heart. And it's Bojack. Uh, the show Love and the show Grace and Frankie. But recently we finished um, me and my boyfriend finished uh, the other two, which was so much fun. And I so love hilarious. that show. That was fun, too. I enjoyed that. I wasn't expecting to, but I thought it was because it got tiring, too. But it's funny, man. Yeah, I didn't. I thought I thought it would be sort of like, eh, this is yeah. it's so campy or so cheesy or so over the top with the sass stuff but it was perfect it was it was really fun yeah i love molly shannon making a comeback do you guys watch uh white lotus i haven't i I haven't you got yeah it's a a comedy it's really great it's on hbo and it's mike white who i love he directed them it's it's just i won't say anymore it's just good and molly shannon's in that too she plays. Oh, I like it. how much you don't talk about it because I'm very sensitive about how much information I know. I don't like to watch trailers. No, I think trailers I get it. I tell get you it. the whole movie. Yeah, they tell you they the do. twist, the second twist, the they ending. They tell you who dies. They tell you who had mm-hmm. sex. No, you're right. You're right. Well, sometimes I just watch the trailer and you're done. It's like exactly. reading cliff's notes to a book. You're like, check. <laughs> you guys, readers, I feel like these days people don't have the patience to read. You guys read books? I have and become does a lot of self-help stuff and all okay. that stuff. OK, like right? Eckhart Tolle. Who do you like? Self-help. I tried Eckhart Tolle and I couldn't finish it. I went I to Dan it. Harris, uh, Nathaniel Brandon. Oh, um, I don't know him. I know. Uh, is that six... Dan Harris or Sam Harris? I like Sam Harris. You do. Dan. I Harris? read both. Dan Harris um, talked about uh, what was his um, 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 10 percent better, 10 percent happier. OK, that was really good because it was like a very 
normal person response to all the meditation that's happening and how you have right. to be like living in the now and whatever. And he referenced Sam Harris so much that I read one of Sam Harris's book okay. as well. Uh, but Nathaniel Brandon is the six pillars of self-esteem, which is sort of like the Bible of um, how to healthily respond to life. And now I'm reading autobiographies. I read Ophira Eisenberg's. Um, oh, good. I love Ophira. Uh, Bonnie McFarlane. And now I'm reading uh, uh, Judy Gold's uh, Yes, I Can Say That. And she's a brilliant writer. I'm halfway through. Highly recommend. I read every morning. So I. Oh, in the morning. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Then you're alert. You're not reading to fall asleep. Um, right. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. True. Keith, you reader. I wait for the movies. OK, fair enough. Um, I like Sam Harris. I listen to his meditations. Uh, mm. I, I um, like he does. Uh, he's more because he's like comes from a neuroscience background, right? He's like very, you know, straightforward. He's not hippy dippy. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. He's he definitely is not hippy dippy. He will yeah. call you a hippy dip. Probably. Probably. He looks salty. Yeah. He's like a salty man. <laughs> um, I like Tara Brock. Do you know her? She's fantastic. I read her and radical Jack cornfield. I like Jan. I like Pema Chodron. You know, she's that Tibetan monk. Um, Pema Chodron. How, how many life lessons are out there for God's sake? <laughs> I mean, well, what Pema, the fuck? Pema's like up there in years. She's, uh, you know, she's a, a white chick who became a, a Tibetan monk. Um, Pema, you know, Chodron or Chodron, C-H-O-D-R-O-N. But she has stuff about codependency and and start where you are. And she also had a tough life. So she's not, you know, she'll talk about it openly. I like that. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. she once said, like, I don't like I don't I don't I don't, don't want to misquote her, but like my mind is not a place I want to hang out in. You know what I mean? Like just things like I don't know how to describe it, but she's she's good. Uh, but I like the self-help as long as it's 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 in snippets I can manage. I don't know about a whole book. Well, that's that's the thing. I took all of the information that I learned, uh, including TED Talks and interviews and all these books, and I created a program that is one minute at a time in uh, to get all the things that I learned. I uh, just kind of put it down into these eight exercises and we meet every morning for OMAT Club or you could do OMAT on your own. Oh, wow. And it's eight different exercises, one minute each. And if you join the club, you meet us every weekday and I open with one minute of just like, hey, here's how we can think of the day. And then we run through all eight exercises. Can I join? Yes. Yeah, oh, I'd, I'd love, love that. For, please much. be our guest. Yes. Um, I wanted to share this. I don't want to freak you out if I can. I talk about meditation for a minute or am I going to lose give you guys? A, give it a go. And if, I'll give if it a it's go. a thing, we'll say. Yeah. OK, OK, good. Uh, especially I, I, I was um, I like to combine like neuroscience research and meditation in the brain and, you know, because they actually have studies that show how, you know, meditation actually affects the brain and activity in the brain. It's, you know, it's proven that it has a positive effect on you. And there's this one meditation called Kirtan Kriya. You can look it up. It's a 12 minute meditation. And it combines these chants and these finger motions that kind of work like EMDR. Do you know what EMDR is, guys? EMDR when you're not paying this... attention to something? No, yeah, or you're no. paying attention to something <laughs> and then your brain doesn't focus on the no, real trauma. EMDR is to help people with PTSD. And it's this system that either involves tapping on each side of your like bilateral tapping or lights. And there's right. it's proven that it actually helps neutralize traumatic uh, memories in people. I, I don't want to say none, but I think I was close. Thing. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, but definitely not pretty fucking close. Not even not even remotely, but um, <laughs> but it's 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 helped veterans and stuff. Anyway, there's something about doing these motions at the same time bilaterally. The brain, you know, kind of neutral. Whatever. I'm talking too much. Just try it. Kirtan Kriya. It's 12 minutes long. You can YouTube it. 
Um, that okay. makes sense for things like, um, you know, mantras yes. Uh, yes. for uh, the rosary in uh, Catholicism. It is the way to keep you on track and just sort of like get into that mode. There's a lot of things about religion that borrows from actual real things that that really do put you in a meditative state, in a communal state, in a happier place. It's just, you know, that deity that's going to come out and, you know, put you through hellfire. That's the issue. But right, right. right. No, it's true. I feel like there's something about these motions that keep grounding you, right? Like that keep you connected and get you out of your head a little bit for a few minutes, even, you know, right. Yeah. Minutes at a time. Um, even though I'm not a good meditator, usually when I meditate, I think about a million things and how shitty a meditator I am. So I end up feeling more depressed after the meditation than I did before, but that's just me. Um, you guys doing any traveling? You traveling around? You staying local? I don't know if you've heard, but there's this thing <laughs> called COVID. It's it's yeah, 19. That's, no, that's that's a hoax. <laughs> that's not real. No, <laughs> I've been traveling a lot. You just got to do it right. I got my third vaccine, though. I got my booster. Oh, yeah. I, I told them I was older and they believed it. And I got very upset <laughs> that they did. But I got it. So do you, you guys both vaxxed, I'm assuming, right? Yes. OK. Yeah. 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 Um, so I do went you have to people Ireland. in your life. Do you have people in your life, right, that aren't getting vaxxed? Um, I have one one friend and I got to tell you, it's kind of affected our friendship uh, mm, because yeah. I get annoyed because I feel like you got to do it for other people. Stop fucking thinking of yourself for a minute like all these things you're afraid of with the vaccine just think about other people and you know if you're if you're hibernating in your own home fine but he's out and about he's a musician he's performing right. i don't like it but i don't know how are they you just guys? scared of needles do you think people are just scared of needles because <laughs> you know when they make these excuses up well we know by now because they keep changing that they're not real excuses the fda being an excuse wasn't real yeah. Uh, you know what's in it but meanwhile you're eating fucking you know yeah exactly you're inhaling air you're breathing air like right. that's more toxic than any, you know, um, I think it's it, they don't like be told what to do. It's all control issues. It's like, you know, go to a therapist, deal with your mommy and daddy shit and yeah. go get a go get a vaccine. I don't like to be told what to do now, please. I have to go to work. I, I'll get in trouble if I'm late. Yeah. And also, like ridiculous. now you stop believing in science. This is like during a pandemic is when you suddenly stop believing in science. You know what I mean? Because right. My friends that are not getting vaccinated, not like they're like, what? The world is flat. They're not that. They're just now, mm. specifically now when you have to do something. They're like, no. Right. When you're in the hospital, like the doctors and nurses try to explain to you what happened. They're like, oh, you're taking this medicine and it has. Blah, 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 blah. Yes. And you're like, why are you even talking to me? Put the medicine in me or don't like since when? Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm and it's not like Keith and I on the show or off the show have been so rah-rah doctors. They don't give you enough information. A lot of times they dismiss you. They're not listening. Right. But this is not your local doctor. This is the scientists that made all the stuff that we rely on, that when you go to the hospital, all those bloops and bleeps are already working because it's been worked on. The bloops and the bleeps. I like that. Hamda. That's beautiful. Is it is it self-help's fault ever since we started saying <laughs> my truth is because what the fuck does that mean? It's the truth or it's not. Now you have my truth. science is right. Yeah, my science is. Um, I would have taken the vaccine if it had been tested on four people and they all died. I'd be like, I'm going to give it a shot. I mean, right. you got to think, you know, who I really admire. I admire. Well, don't promote people. that. Just... God damn it. But I admire all the parents that are tossing their kids in for the, the trials for the kid vaccine. It's like, yeah, let me give you my seven year old. Try it on them. See if it does good, you know, because that's they need volunteers right. to see if the, the vaccine's safe for kids. 
And yeah, I'm like, who are, who are those parents? But they're doing it. They're doing it. So good for yeah, them. You get a gift card. You, you get a gift card to Macy's. <laughs> is Macy's yeah. still around? Did it go bankrupt? Is there still a Macy's or no? No, that's the kicker with these fucking <laughs> gift cards. But all, still, <laughs> all the Macy's are Starbucks now. Are there, are they really? Did Macy's shut down that big one on 34th no. Street? Is that still <laughs> I think there? Macy's is OK. I think okay. it's still there. Yeah. When yeah. Because they Penny still shut have a... down. It was sad. J.C. Penny was right. a favorite of mine. Um. But uh, OK, so you're everybody in your life is vaxxed. I feel like most New Yorkers are vaxxed. New York is doing good. Yeah, I haven't I haven't really personally interacted with people who are. But no, not everybody. Um, my boyfriend's friend who. Um, whose parent died of covid uh, still is not sure about the vaccination. There's a lot of that every day. There's yeah. either in the news, there's either people fighting over uh, you can't make me wear a mask or, you know, help us save each other's lives or uh, I'm not getting vax because of this, even though this person died, their dying breath is still don't take the vax. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. How yeah. about it's mandatory? It could be mandatory that you take the vax based on your high school science teacher's opinion of you. <laughs> and if it's like you're not doing any research, you're a fucking idiot. You have to take it. I have your report card. I have your report card. Uh, where did you go know. to high school, Keith? Where'd you grow up? Uh, Somerset, Pennsylvania, uh, close to Pittsburgh, but it's definitely the country. So the because you have a distinct accent. Is that thank you? Is that a typical Pittsburghian thing or what is it? It's it definitely not a Jewish New York. I'm like, well, I'm so confused. <laughs> I look at you and I think Jewish New York, you know, straight from like whatever Williamsburg, Crown Heights, Borough Park, Bushwick, whatever. But you're Thank Keith you. Malley and you're from Pittsburgh and your dad's hitting on your ex-wife. Like, it's just all very confusing. <laughs> the gestalt here is confusing me. So can you break down where this accent's from? I, I think it's a combination. Uh, I from being from the country. Then, you know, being in New York and just picking up some things. But I do remember specifically I would play Andrew Dice Clay albums and almost keep them on in the background like they were music. I thought they were so good. And then uh, me and my friends would keep talking like Dice, you know, throw this over there. And, uh, you know, threes don't have H's in them either. And I think it really took. And the way Dice became the joke that he is, uh, I started talking like this for real. And have you did the kids make fun of you when you talk like that? I was in some I was in I was in New York, so I was an adult. So you were an no. adult. Did they make fun of you as an adult or no? Yeah, of course we did. Yes. Okay. Uh, the, okay. When I first okay. I don't take it I, in. Right. You're just like <laughs> yeah. after a few uh, times talking to him and hanging out, I actually asked him if he can say the TH together. <laughs> just I just want to know if you're able to. It's right. Like it, is your is, mouth how, capable of moving in that fashion? <laughs> Yeah. Like, you know, uh, my mother can't because uh, she's from Israel. Right. So she'll right. say things like Keith instead of Keith. Keith and, and the girl. Yes. Very I much. That. Well, I just got back from Ireland. I'm going to sneeze. What a weird time to sneeze. Hold on. Mm -hmm. Bless you. Yeah. Who comes back from Ireland and sneezes? Oh yeah. COVID. Um, but I went to <laughs> Ireland and in, I went to Cork and they don't have a TH either. They say, I think I think you're right. I think you're right. So maybe right. there's some sort of uh, underground movement, like maybe TH, maybe there's a demonic quality to the, you know, to that sound that we're not familiar with. And back in the day, maybe pagan, you know what I mean? I feel like there was an aversion to the TH sound and that's how it evolved. Well, the H is, the H is very unnecessary in, in so many words. Yeah. And yeah. I think of all the time I save and that's a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, sounds like a rabbi. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a, that is a lot, but that's a blessing. And that's a blessing. I this love is what Omat does to me. This is what oh, Omat does to me. I love it. Yeah. I was going to ask you guys. Oh, um, I've been asking people to kind of during this last. It's been a year and a half now with this fucking thing, right? Pandemic, but easily. Yeah. Um, over the last year and a half, uh, if you can, I want you to give me uh, three hopes for the future, three regrets that you had, and three hopes for the future. Because I know Based we've had on a lot the last of time. year and a half. Well, maybe in life in general, but I think this time has been a lot time for a reflection for a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of time spent more alone than we're than we were used to or maybe not. But I feel like there was been some insights into life. So I don't know. Hemda, you want to you want to kick it off for us? Well, you regrets, have any regrets. you don't have, to have any regrets if you don't have it. <laughs> fine. Um, but you'll sound like an asshole. Just so you know, <laughs> have, a, have a regret. Have, have, just make one up. Make it easy. I didn't take a vitamin last week. I didn't give her a regret. <laughs> I started the OMAT meeting a couple minutes late. Yeah. Uh, regret. I really need to clean up my closet a little bit more. <laughs> OK. All right. That's 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 OK. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, hopes. What do you want? Any goals or hopes for the for the next uh, next six months? Her goals are to go to the store, to go to a movie theater, to go to a restaurant. There you go. Uh, she she had open heart surgery, had a five pound tumor removed. So she's on the list of uh, scary people now, of course. Uh, yeah, she would she would like people to get their shit together. And uh, so she can go outside. I guess there, it, if if it was a regret, I should have gotten help sooner. Like, I think that um, I always need to be in some kind of therapy or group meetings or feeling circles or whatever right, it is. Right. And uh, this it, it hit me really hard and I still get waves of it. Like it's very panic inducing. We're in a pandemic like that's such a big, giant thing. And so I have to stay steady. Uh, yeah. So I, I think it's very, very helpful to talk to someone and make sure that you keep in touch with just people in general to not isolate. So 100%. the sooner, the better, I think. Um, but you only know what you know when you know it. So, so wait, what was this uh, health thing that Keith was mentioning? What was this? Your oh, uh, I, your surgery. Yeah, I had thymoma. So uh, I had a giant tumor. It moved my heart to my shoulder, it, uh, collapsed my lung. It took over the entire X-ray. They had to I had to have open heart surgery to remove it. Wow. And w- this is this is five years ago. Oh, OK. OK. Yeah. But you were obviously but you're still more but vulnerable. you're still fucked up now. You're vulnerable. Now. Yes. So but the I, heart moved I, down or is the heart still hanging out near the scapula? The heart slid down to where it needs to go okay, naturally, good. which is so weird. But it also meant that because the tumor was uh, attached to a part of me, they had to uh, cut my uh, a diaphragm. So I have a frozen diaphragm. And I, it also comes with uh, an autoimmune disease a lot of times, which is myasthenia gravis. So it's just it be, it makes you like a little more compromised than your right. average person. Of course, a I'm little bit. Pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty healthy. I'm fine. But I took a lot less risk than uh, a, a, your average person might. How did the frozen diaphragm affect your singing? Uh, it's OK, because I, it turns out I had the tumor for so long. I was used to breathing oh, on half lung, and that's okay. sort of how I'm breathing now. So it's fine. Half lung sounds like a great title for a book <laughs> or like a, a character, like a next Marvel character. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, my God, it's half, half lung. lung. <laughs> <laughs> he's always smoking. First of all, I'm very happy you're here. Yeah, he's just I'm fucking half lung. Um, amazing that you're here. Amazing that you detected it. It's always amazing when I, you know what I mean? Like people live with shit for so long. Like, how did I, li- how did my body adjust? But you're, you know, I guess you it, found out when you had to find out. 
it's very possible that I had been living with it for 20 years. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. I finally wasn't able to breathe. So I had to go to the hospital and, I'm, and I'm glad that this, prompted you. Well, the second time that happened is when they discovered the tumor. So I oh, had to... only the second time. <laughs> well, the first time it was stress, right? It was you, you probably just need a good fart. Oh, no. The first first time they told me it was gas. The first time mm. I landed in the hospital, they didn't take an X-ray. So they just kind of like gave me an inhaler or something. Oh my God. I guess the third time they were like, we're just going to take tests to funsies. Maybe I had insurance by then. So tests mm. were being taken. And then and then the doctor was like ghost white. He goes, uh, have you ever taken an X-ray in your life? And I was like, come to think of it. No. And he's like, um, maybe it's time. Like, Holy shit. What is this news? Fuck. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I now think if you ever become a boxer, that can be your boxer name too. him to half long. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just there's, there's a lot of catchy uses for this. So I'd say you got to utilize it it's, to some extent. What's I like your last it. name? Yeah. Do, you, do you give away your last name? I do. It's just I think Hemda is a lot to work with. So let's you know, we'll give you the second name uh, another once time. You... Okay. Yeah, but it's Khalili. I'm not. It's, okay. it's everywhere. But is it's it not... Khalili or Khalili? Khalili. Hemda Khalili. Mm -hmm. That's even alliterated. <laughs> oh, my God. Hemda half long Khalili tonight <laughs> in Madison Square Garden battling Heath. Dad's <laughs> fucked up, man. OK, you, um, you're pretty good at pronouncing uh, all her stuff. Being from I the am country. good. I'm, I'm very well versed in all the you know, sounds of the world. Right. Keith. You say that of the Semitics. The, the Semitic. <laughs> I've slept with a lot of Jews. So you have to. I see. You have to. You got to. Right. If you're connecting, they you like gotta... they like to hear their name. Yeah. Well, they come gutturally. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So hopes for the future. Great. I love that. Um, that was quite a story. Hamda. You kind of you blew me away. So I'm, I feel very <laughs> blessed to be in your presence. No, no joke. I'm telling you, uh, Keith, you probably have a million regrets and like no hopes for the future. <laughs> Tell me where you're at. No, you could be like, that's what's great about being a sociopath. No uh, regrets. No regrets. Everything was supposed to happen for a reason. Remember that lesson? And, go. uh, good. Well, here yeah. we are. So you just keep you just keep rocking it. <laughs> Um, the, the plans right now, I'm I'm turning uh, the dad saga into a book. Um, yes, I would like the world to get their shit together and hopefully we can uh, feel comfortable doing uh, live shows again. Uh, that's it. That's really it. I love guys, uh, keeping uh, the girl very much. Were you guys doing live podcast recordings, too? Once in a while. Yeah, those are fun. I did those we, for a while. At, I did one at the cellar and I did a couple at stand up New York. Those were fun. I like that. Mm -hmm. They are fun. And at once a year, we did a Keith and the Girl week where we had a week of an oh, events, wow. including Keith's recording of a new album. It, it For the first time, we couldn't do it in 2020. So we're hoping 2021 we can come back. It'll be you two will. years that we didn't do it. Yeah. It, yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah. yeah. You can do it. You'll do it. I have faith in both of you. Uh, All right. Thank I, you. Do. Well, I do. Well, we got vaxxed. So your faith is correct. <laughs> get that third booster. Tell them you're like 82 like I did and just get that <laughs> shit, man. All right. Well, you're immunocompromised, Hemda. You can get it. I can. I, I think um, you don't I want think, to yet. No, it's not that. I, I don't think I wasn't. This is very weird to say, but I wasn't told to get it. I don't think it's time for me to get it okay. because uh, I had to wait because of the compromise to get it. So I probably got it later than I definitely got it later than Keith. I got it later than a lot oh, of wow. people. OK. Uh, and so I think my booster might be coming up in a couple of months. So, okay. yeah, I'll right. get it when it's time. Absolutely. OK. You text me when that happens and we can hang out. Excellent. Um, <laughs> any so anything you want me to promote before we uh, sign off here? 
Well, I'll, I'll mention uh, it might sound overwhelming, but it's not. If you check out keithandthegirl.com slash dad, it's pretty uh, it's fun and jaw dropping and you'll be you'll appreciate your family more. And uh, in regards <laughs> to OMAT, check out keithandthegirl.com slash O-M-A-T. Uh, anyone can join and you, you'll see what it's all about. If there's any confusion, uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of it. I'm learning learning about uh, gratitude, procrastination, you know, fixing that. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan. Would it you be know weird what? if your dad joined OMAT? Can we tell him he's not welcome? Like, what would happen if your dad said, I'm joining? Nah, I said, if anybody can join, what are we going to do? Oh, fuck I, no, I mean, if he whacked off on camera, I'd have to accept it. I don't know. But uh, luckily, it probably won't happen. What were you saying, darling? What were you saying? Why don't we give uh, listeners here a promotion? R.A.E. is the code. You can use that at keithandthegirl.com slash OMAT so you can uh, try a week for free. And also generally, this is a podcast. If you want to listen to our podcast, it's Keith and the Girl. It's on all the platforms. So, yeah, give us a try. Keith and the Girl. You definitely should give them a try because these are both delightful humans. And I'm honored <laughs> to have had you on. I hope you guys had fun. Yeah. Um, we did. Yeah. I and now we're smarter. both delightful, yeah. which means now Keith is also pretty. Pretty. Keith Thank is you. pretty. Keith can sing. Keith has half a lung. <laughs> we have come full circle, everybody. Uh, I love you guys. Uh, subscribe and 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 share. Check me out. I'll be hosting the uh, Chutzpah Festival in Vancouver end of <laughs> November. If you find yourself in Vancouver, I'll be there hosting uh, the entire week of festival. Fear Eisenberg's performing there. Uh, Avi Lieberman. There's dance. There's theater. It's a whole thing. And it's a lot of Jews, too. I don't know if you like Jews. If you don't come meet some, maybe you'll change your mind. Uh, and go to www. Sometimes it's not obvious. It's I'm not sorry. Obvious. Sometimes it's not obvious. It's you not know, obvious. you got it. Yeah, yeah. It's a stretch. It's a stretch. <laughs> www.xraepod.com. Thank you for coming, guys. Thank you. This is Raylan Casper White signing off.